0: to the $100 MBA show, powerful business lessons delivered every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm, I'm also the co-founder of Webinar Ninja, an independent software company. I started with my co-founder back in 2014. And today's episode is a guest teacher lesson episode. In our guest teacher lessons, we bring on an expert to teach their area of expertise. Today, we have Nikki Rausch, and she'll be teaching you how to make sales simple using the selling staircase method. Nikki Rash is known as a sales maven and she gets it. Sales can be intimidating. Many of us don't have experience in doing sales. We get nervous, we're not really sure what to say or how to approach the whole situation. And that's why she's here to teach you the selling staircase method. Nikki has over 25 years in sales experience and has worked with some pretty big players, pretty big organizations like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and NASA. She's broken sales records and has been a top performer in sales for so many years. And she's here to help you. She's gonna show you step-by-step how to conduct a sales conversation and how to increase your chances of closing that sale. Let's get into it. Let's get down to business. You love The $100 MBA Show because it's short and it's to the point. We get straight to the advice you came for so you can start applying it to your business. Well, what if business coaching was just like that? What if there was an online business coaching program that focused strictly on what you need to do and held you accountable? And that's it. No fluff, no busy work. Just personal guidance from an experienced entrepreneur. That's Mission Control, my exclusive new coaching program. Most coaching programs waste time with non-essential work. But Mission Control is all about doing what gets results and nothing else. Mission Control is a 52-week program where I personally guide you to the business outcomes you're looking for with no detours or side alleys along the way. Each week, we check your progress based on metrics we establish and give you action items to move you closer to your goal that's it now because i personally coach each mission control client i can only accept 50 signups for the year don't miss your chance learn more at 100mba.net mc that stands for mission control again that's 100mba.net mc having the right tools to run your business is really important and that's why we recommend zero Zero is the easiest, most powerful accounting software we know and the reason why we know is because we're big users. We run all our businesses with zero. It integrates with our banking, all our financial apps and payment processors. It's easy for us. it's easy for our bookkeepers and accountants and it's built for business owners, not financial nerds. If you want to make it easy on yourself to handle the numbers, check out zero go to zero that's xero.com/podcasts. When I was growing up, I was really not a big fan of sales, which was funny because my father was in sales. He was a car salesman. I used to go to his work on Saturdays and see him in action. And I used to wonder, wow, how do these people do this? This seems so hard. But then I learned, like any skill, sales is something that you can learn, something that you can pick up, something that you're going to need to practice at to really feel comfortable with. But you need a framework, you need some rules, you need something to follow. And that's why I'm excited about today's guest teacher lesson with Nikki Rausch. She's going to show you step-by-step how to have that sales conversation, whether that is in person or on a call or even on a webinar. So I'm going to pass it on to Nikki, but I'll be back to wrap up today's lesson and give my take takeaways. But for now, take it away, Nikki.
1: Welcome to Make Sales Simple using the Selling Staircase Framework. I am Nikki Roush and I'll be your trainer for the next few minutes talking about how to really simplify sales for you. Now, I have crafted a signature framework for a sales conversation and I call it the Selling Staircase. It's broken into five steps And the reason that it's broken into this structure of a staircase is for you to think about sales in your sales conversations is that it's your job to move somebody from one step to the next. Now, just like you wouldn't have somebody stand in front of a five-step staircase and ask them to jump from the bottom step all the way to the top, you're going to just move or guide them one step at a time. So, I'm going to go into each one of the steps in a little bit more detail, but I want you thinking about when you're in a sales conversation, ask yourself, what step am I on right now with this client? And what do I need to do to move them to the next step? Because the objective is to get all the way to the top. So, that's where you exchange dollars for services. But what you don't want to do is try to skip over steps. When you skip steps in a sales conversation, you will oftentimes annoy or overwhelm your prospect and you'll miss out on earning their business. Now let's dive into the five steps of the selling staircase. I'm going to start with step one. And step one is what's known as the introduction. The objective of this step is is to make a powerful first impression. So I would challenge you to think about who's your ideal client and think about your ideal client. Who would they look for? Who would they hire? How would the person have to show up that they would hire to perform whatever your service or buy whatever your product? What kind of person are they looking for? And are you showing up in the marketplace as their ideal person that they want to buy from? And if not, you need to make some changes to what you're doing. Super important that you make a powerful first impression so that you attract your ideal client. Now, once that happens, you move to step two in the sales conversation, which is create curiosity. This is the most misstep in the sales process. Most people don't ever even think about, do I know how to create curiosity when I am talking to a prospect? Now, one of the easiest ways to create curiosity in a sales conversation is the way in which you answer questions can be a simple question, but you want to look for ways, opportunities to plant some seeds that would pique somebody's interest and make them want to know more. So for instance, if somebody asked you right now, how's business? What are you going to say that could pique a little bit of curiosity and make them go, oh, that's so interesting. So for instance, right now, if somebody said to me, how's business, Nikki? I might say, oh, it's really exciting. I'm just about to launch my next masterclass. Then it gives them an opportunity to go, oh, what's your masterclass about? That starts a conversation. Super important. Now, based on my answer about the masterclass, they might think, oh, or say, that's something that I might want to join. That then results in what's known as buying signals. When you're able to create curiosity in your sales conversations, often what happens next is somebody will give you a buying signal. Buying signals are verbal and nonverbal cues that people give that indicate interest. So when you get a buying signal, your job is to act on it. You're going to invite them to whatever the next logical step is. Now, I mentioned earlier when I was talking about you cannot skip steps in the sales conversation. The only exception to being able to skip steps in the sales conversation is if a client shows up and says to you, because you created some curiosity, I'm ready to buy. I don't want you to say, hey, slow your roll. You got We got to go back to step three. Go ahead and take that order as long as it's a good fit for you. But if they're not sure what to do next, your next logical step is to invite them to step three in the, sale, the selling staircase, which is the discovery step. This is where your job is to uncover what's the struggle, what's the need, what's the want from that client. And the way that you do this is by asking really smart questions. Now, when I say smart questions, smart questions are questions that plant seeds in the mind of the prospect that gets them thinking, ooh, these are good questions. These, this person knows something or has something that I need. So really important that you ask questions that lead people down the path to hiring you. A couple mistakes that people make in the discovery process. One is they ask all the questions that they only need the answers to once somebody hires them. That's a mistake. Your job is to just ask enough questions to identify, am I talking to an ideal client? Do I have a solution that would possibly meet their needs? And do I have enough information to lay out that solution for them and allow them to hire me? So... Don't want to make that mistake. And the other mistake that people often make in the discovery process is they will ask a question, get the answer from the prospect, and then they'll go into sales mode. And then they'll ask another question, get the answer from the prospect, and then start selling something else and then they'll do this over and over again. That's a huge mistake because one, it will overwhelm your prospect. And two, it'll take up too much time. Your discovery process should be clean. You're going to ask questions. You're going to get all the answers that you need in order to earn the person's business, or at least establish whether or not you have a solution that's going to meet their need or solve their problem. Now, once you've done that well, you're going to move to step 4 in the process. By the way, I'm going to give you an example here in a minute of how to move a prospect from one step to the next. But let's say we've we've done a great done a great discovery, they're absolutely an ideal prospect for us. Now we're going to move to step 4 in the selling staircase, which is proposal. Now, that might sound really formal. I don't mean it to sound formal. It could just be you laying out an offer verbally to them of how to, how to buy from you, what that next step is, or it might actually entail a more formal proposal. And that's okay. Depending on your business, you do what you need to do to earn the person's business But now here's the objective in step four in proposal. Your job is to stand in your place of credibility and authority and recommend what the person needs, not what you think they can afford. And there is a difference. Your job, I'm going to say this again, is to recommend what somebody needs, not what you think they can afford. So don't sell from somebody else's wallet. You recommend based on their questions to the discovery, what is the right solution that's going to meet their need? And you want to lay out a really clear offer, stand in your place of credibility, like I said, and make a recommendation. They're coming to you because you have something that they need. So don't just say, oh, I have 10 ways to work with me. What would you like? No, actually recommend, based on what you've shared, my recommendation would be this product or this package for you. And then you're gonna move to step, once you've laid out your proposal or your offer, you're gonna move to step five. Step five goes really closely, links really closely with step four. So you've laid out your proposal. Step five now is the close. And the objective here is for you to get close language out of your mouth. This is a misstep oftentimes. People don't think about am I issuing closed language? If you only get to step four and you don't issue closed language, most people won't decide to hire you. So we want people to hire you. You've got to get closed language out of your mouth. An example of closed language would be to say to somebody, you know, here's my proposal. This is, this, this is the solution that I would recommend for you. Is that something you would like to go ahead and get signed up for? That's closed language. And then once you issue closed language, your job is to zip it. You're no longer allowed to speak until your client speaks first or your prospect speaks first. So let them say whatever they need to say next. Oftentimes they're gonna say yes, they might say no, they might have a question, but you've gotta give them the opportunity to respond to your offer. So those are the five steps of the selling staircase. Now, one of the easiest ways to move a client or a prospect from one step to the next is to issue invitation from one step to the next. So they'll hang out on whatever step they're on if they don't know what to do next. Your job is to guide them. Here are some examples of invitation language. You could say something as simple as, would you be interested to learn more about X, Y, and Z? Or should we schedule a time to chat more about this? Or are you ready to get started now? Or based on what you've shared. You'd be an ideal candidate for XYZ package. Is that something you'd like to learn more about? Any of these things are invitation language and it's in the form of question that allows somebody to decide to hire you because here's a little secret for you about sales. If you want to make sales simple, you have to learn how to invite people. Most people will not buy from you until the invitation is stated. So you got to state it. All right. So that's a little simple training for you around how to move somebody through the sales process, make sales simple using the selling staircase. Again, I'm Nikki Roush. My company is SalesMaven and I specialize in helping people have more strategic sales conversation that results in attracting your ideal clients and moving them to the place where you exchange dollars for services. If you would like to learn more, you can check out my website and you can go to yoursalesmaven.com. I'd love to hear from you. I wish you continued success in all of your sales conversations. Thank you so much.
0: We all know the power of an email list and growing our email lists, but managing it, automating our emails, making sure they actually get into the inbox. That's where ConvertKit comes in. ConvertKit is an all-in-one email marketing platform. I've used a lot of different email marketing platforms, and we use ConvertKit for a reason. It just works. It does what you need it to do. It's simple, it's easy, and it keeps improving every single day. Plus, you can start for free. Go ahead to 100mba.net slash ConvertKit to get started we also love wp engine we host all our websites on wp engine and it's for good reason it's the best it's super fast it's secure and their support team is out of this world it's like having your own technicians on call 24 7. most of the time when i need something done and i get on chat they don't tell me what to do they just do it for me exactly what i want if you're hosting a website especially a wordpress website check out wp engine And as a listener of the show, you can get 20% off. Just go to WPENG.in slash MBA and use code WPE20OFF. WP Engine, the best way to host your website. I love these simple steps that Nikki has laid out and also the do's and don'ts you should be looking out for. One of the things I learned along the way in my 20 years of entrepreneurial experience is the best way to look at sales is to say to yourself my job is to help them make a decision they're there with a problem they're here to talk to you about their problem and hopefully you have a solution for them with your products or services they're not sure if they're a good fit your job is to make it easier for them to make that decision to give them the information to coach them through it and see yourself as an advisor just like nikki said find the right product or services right for them to solve their problems or needs Because at the end of the day, you want to build trust with this client because that won't be the last time they'll see you. It won't be the last time they buy from you. So you want to have a lifelong relationship with these people that you're talking to so that they continue to do business with you. Thanks so much for listening to the Hundred Dollar MBA Show. If you want to learn more from Nikki, go to yoursalesmaven.com, and she's got a little goodie for you over at yoursalesmaven.com/mba. So go ahead and check it out. If you're listening to today's episode and you're like, "Okay, these are great tips. I really like what I'm hearing. I've learned a lot." Don't stop here. Apply what you just learned. Put it into action. Ask yourself, "When is the next sales conversation I'm going to have?" Look in your calendar. Make an appointment if you don't have one so that you can actually put these into action. Put it on a post-it note so you can remind yourself when you're on the call, when you're having this conversation to actually practice this because you need some reps for it to feel natural. If you love what you here, hit subscribe, hit follow on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a beat and you don't miss an episode. Also, by hitting subscribe or follow, you get access to over 2,000 business lessons in our archives. Before I go, I wanna leave you with this. Here's something people don't talk about. You can't make anybody buy anything. You can't force them to do anything. But your job is to build a relationship and build that trust between you and your client so that when they are ready to buy and make that decision, they come to you and nowhere else because they trust you now. They know that you have their best interests in mind. Business is a long-term game. Play the long game and you'll never lose. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then. Take care.